0: Thank you, Dave, the brain of Tex Mex Productions. Netheads, welcome back to part two of season one, episode thirty-two of the Athnet the Podcast with our special guest, Dolph Branzo. Can we roll back one
1: one one thing real quick? Uh, John wanted us to sure. ask ask you about uh, what you all you were playing the Southern Open in Birmingham, Alabama, and you all witnessed something yes. that's not tennis. Really, we want to hear this story. Just real quick, and we'll get back to music. Okay. Yes. So.
2: I guess this was in 86 or 87, maybe. We go down to uh, Birmingham, Alabama to play in the Southern Open. Hotter than hell. It seems like we took, I'm trying to think what we drove down there. It might have been my sister's Toyota Starlet oh, or boy. my mother's Rabbit. Regardless, <laughs> it was hot. Birmingham has this strip this roadway within Birmingham is sort of like all these businesses are on it, and it's it's like a straight roadway uh, for miles with all these businesses, maybe malls on it. I'm, I'm not sure. And yeah, this is so long ago; I can't remember the name of that. Uh, that it's not really an interstate, but it's a four lane highway, and it's goes for miles and it's straight. Well, after leaving the the club where we were playing, we were playing at a place. Called the Mountain Brooks Women Tennis Club. They had. It seems like they had about twenty clay courts there, and we leave there, and it seems that we were staying at a Holiday Inn, and this is really bizarre that we're even talking about this. But uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, we see the, we see this massive dump truck, and it's cocked to the to the side. And one of the tires is off of it.
3: Hmm.
2: Well, we didn't think any more about it. And we go, I mean, two and a half, three miles on this roadway I'm, I've been describing to you. There's businesses on it. There's all these stop. I mean, every half a mile, quarter of a mile, you're coming to a stop stoplight. Well, the Holiday Inn we were staying was down this embankment off of this four-lane highway right down this embankment and we pulled right up to where we had been parked it's one of these holiday inns that you had where the the hotel doors are on the outside they mm-hmm. had not really gone to this inside kind of room thing sure. yeah. and there's a cadillac parked right beside where we had parked earlier in the day
0: Heavy enough to bend that kind oh, of it steel? It would have killed somebody. I, th- I think it, it would have gone
2: through the door of the Holiday Inn. It probably could have killed somebody in the room.
0: And that's a cassette tape um, was, for the kids at home. Yes, a uh, cassette tape. That's correct.
1: Did you all wear it out? And have to get a new one? Because those things are notorious I'm for wearing sure,
2: out. Uh, we uh, we still talk about that to this day about uh, ELO on that journey. And um, I was a big ELO fan uh-huh. back in the seventies, and I still am. I mean, they're they're uh, kind of one of my favorite... Uh, bands of the 70s actually they had so many great songs
0: people still talk about jeff lynn's voice yes very unique he, he can make you yeah, turn to stone very
1: unique. <laughs> nice <laughs> i got that in there i worked it nice. in there so yeah, that, yeah. yeah they were they were definitely one of my favorites now when yeah. my my better half does not like elo does not see the uh, uh cv csv mm-hmm. cv1 the uh, original uh, uh, city's not, not into it no no no, no elo that's
2: uh, she's more R&B. It's, a guilty pleasure. it's definitely a guilty pleasure i've always felt you either kind of get it or you don't get it right.
1: yeah they, they were on access tv probably about 2 months ago and the the, the whole concert it was it was great cuz i got to watch it and they, and they he doesn't do a whole lot of talking during the uh the concert, they just That's play. Right. They just play music, and it was it was their old classics. I think they were maybe in Wembley Stadium or something. It was really, really over oh there yeah, up. there were a lot of people. It was really, Massive. it was really cool. Yeah, and they just played it pretty yeah, much straight that. up. Yeah,
2: i have seen that concert. Did you it's see that? Amazing. Still got it. Yeah.
1: So so let's get back to music real quick. Okay. Good. So sorry, good. sorry we
0: sidetracked. It yeah. was good sidetrack. Thank oh yeah, you.
1: yeah. No worries. The uh, so. so now all of a sudden, how'd you come in in contact? I'm interested about the avid brothers. Where? How did they get into your your uh, galaxy universe? What what was the? Uh, did you just run into them there in North Carolina one day at the Holiday Inn?
2: Well, they uh, they've been. Um, they're from the same hometown as I. They're they're from Concord, North Carolina. They're uh-huh. younger than I am, uh-huh. and my mother told me. Um, about them our local paper had written an article about them going on this journey across America playing like on street corners and things Um, and then another musician I know that I was helping at the time and around 2002 his name's David Childers he told me about the Aver brothers and I went to go see the guys and if anybody out there has has seen the brothers it's hard to describe they're kind of
0: I've enjoyed them. I, I love their cover of uh, Boys Are Back in Town. And I, I equate the Avid brothers a little bit um, with My Morning Jacket, who mixes a few genres, too. That's right. My Morning Jacket's from
2: Louisville,
0: Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah, um, yeah. I knew there'd be a bit of a connection. I wonder if you got them started, too.
2: No, no. I, I, I mean, I, I really love that band as well. But I knew you would. Wow, and they're signed with Rick Rubin. Rick mm-hmm. is one of, if not the biggest producer in the world.
0: Uh, he's famous for what? Beastie Boys, The Cult, a lot of a lot of great bands from our college era, right? So, yeah, Run DMC,
2: Run DMC. Um, LL Cool J. Uh, he's the one that put Run Run DMC and Aerosmith together on the Walk This Way um, thing, but. He, you know, he's also worked with Adele, and uh, I mean, it, it goes on and on with Rick. I mean, he's um, really, really legendary, and he's been a great, um, great team member with the brothers. He's he's been great. He's produced five albums by the guys. Um, but yeah, we um, last year we averaged I think fifty three hundred tickets a night. Wow. Um, That's a lot of folks and so but um yeah, but it all started playing i mean you know playing in bars and um, playing in small venues and winning over one fan at a time and i kind of still have that mentality that um, you know it's one fan at a time and um, you know we, we try to um, treat the fans and realize we've got, the, I mean, such great fans, and so it's, uh, it's a special thing. I mean, it's a whole, if nobody has, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that don't know who the are, and they would be shocked to know kind of the following that the band has. Um, you know, they would go to a show, and they, it would be like, how has this existed, and I have not known because the brothers are not household names. They're not, um, you know, they're not, they're not singing a bunch of hokey pokey kind of songs. No, no. But uh, There's a lot of meat on the bone with, with their songs. I mean, it's, it's a high art form, I feel. A lot, a um, lot
0: of substance. And my favorite Avid brothers band happens to do our musical intros on this show. His name is Jim Campbell. He was in a, a, a few bands in the nineties and, uh, uh, when I mentioned to him who we'd have tonight, producer for the Avits, he's like, oh, I love those those albums. And he reeled off several that I'm sure you and Rick Rubin both had uh, a hand in. So well done there. And please know that even though it's a, such a grassroots band um, and selling CDs and we want to get to that a little bit, too. Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we we know them as a household name, even though they're uh, they're they're not. You know they're not uh, Beyonce or Jay Z yet.
2: Yeah, um, you know Seth Avid is a big uh, tennis fan. Uh-huh. Um, we, Seth and I, we pretty much stay in when 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 the big four major tournaments happen. Um, you know, for two weeks during during each tournament, we we stay in touch a
3: lot about. Uh, the big three are playing, and yeah. when the big
2: three play, we're always watching. and uh, So it's it's always been a, a cool thing that he's he's really got the bug, and, and uh, I I play a lot of tennis with Seth when he's you, he was,
1: lives was my next question, and, right. and, and, and what's his best shot that's a cool thing tell us his best shot we won't ask his weakness but what's his best shot Serve, forehand his best shot be a uh, two-handed back he's got
2: a uh, good two-handed oh, back interesting he can really hit this this heavy top spin angle um is very sneaky very you, sneaky uh, yeah, i bet you it, have a, t- a very good i, I bet good. i
0: bet you have a two-hander being a vlander and borg fan do you and have you taken uh, Seth out on clay or hard courts mostly when y'all get together? Just,
2: we have only played on hard courts and we have, I mean, we always talk about trying to get on a clay court. We, we, I've got to make that happen for him.
1: Well, come so, over here. We got, yeah. I got two clay courts and you can work on them too at the same time. <laughs> I'll, I'll save the work yeah. and say the maintenance guys, they don't work because, uh, uh, our buddy Dolph, well, he's got, coming. He, Dolph's coming, and yeah. he'll he'll sweep and he'll brush and he'll groom the court, So, <laughs> <Love it. laughs> Come on out to Dallas any any time. You got yeah. an open open invitation, my friend. Yeah, yeah. You know, a funny thing about Seth is, um, you know, I,
2: even when I was not working at a club that that required wearing all white, when I was a tennis director for the city of Winston, I wore all white in a collared shirt. I never wore like a, and I'm not, um, I'm not down on people wearing whatever they want to wear playing tennis. That's just what I, I just felt it looked great. Um, and it was kind of funny when I would do that, little kids would start showing up in all white. Um, trying to be like you. He,
1: he was well, the rock star Seth, of in North Carolina.
2: <laughs> yeah, so Seth, um, I would tell him this. And he went out and bought all whites. Um, And it looks, I mean, it's a funny thing to me, but it looks so much better on the court. I remember when Chang wore like a a no-collar shirt back. I can't even remember what year that was, but I remember Cliff Drysdale and Fred Stotty. I remember Fred Stotty like, that shirt is terrible. It should not be allowed on the court. It's awful, and uh, I remember people probably thinking, oh, Fred, somebody does but I was so supportive of Fred on that because he was right. I mean, it looks so – what the guys are wearing now is, I don't know, it's an odd thing to me. Um, and the golf game, I mean, I watch a lot of golf too, and some of those guys look like clowns.
0: They um, really do the the colors, the flat bill hats, and the white belt. I have not embraced either of those three things. You don't like the Euro look? Come on, no, you know? I haven't done it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very, um,
1: very European. But that's, that's a little
2: pet peeve of mine about uh, about wearing white and all. But um, anyway, not yeah. to get off subject. No, no, yeah, no, no, that's I, great. I,
1: I had uh, back in the day. I, I worked at the Four Seasons Hotel. And we had a collared shirt requirement. Mm-hmm. This was 1987. And my boss would always call me. And I'd be in my office go, Craig, hey, court number five, no collared shirt. And I'm like, oh, no.
0: Meaning. Really? It's not it a teaching me. pro. It, it was, was you. Me that,
1: that me that had to go take a collared shirt out there or tell the people, you know, you had to have a collared shirt on. So one yeah. day, you know, I did that, had to do it at least a dozen times. And he calls me, this is the 13th time, Craig, no collared shirt on indoor court number four. And I'm like, oh you got to be kidding me. And so I pulled out, you know, four or five. We had some extra-collared shirts uh-huh. around from some tournaments. And so I, I started walking down there with a handful of shirts, you know, thinking – you know, whoever it is out there, I'm going to have to tell them, you know, we we have this requirement, this dress code requirement. So as these guys were coming off the court, it was Sugar Ray Leonard and his entourage coming (laughs) off a court number four, the (laughs) boxer. And I just, I said, Hey, how was that game? (laughs) Sugar Ray goes, Hey, it was really good, man. And I go, well, great. It was great seeing you. I go, good luck in your next fight. And I just Uh walked on, I kept going. I was going to have to tell Sugar Ray Uh, Leonard that he had to put on a collared shirt. And I was like, Man, that was lucky that I just uh, I, I mean, impromptu that
0: folks who's smoother, yeah. Craig or Sugar? Mm, that was no, good. It was Sugar. Definitely. Was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew my limits right there because I was not going to come out of this thing. Uh, no. Yeah, but that Collar Church, I I agree with you a thousand percent. There is just something really, very just a, a very Tennessee, you know, to see somebody in white, all white. Mm. I think that's a classic look. Wimbledon is great that they require. Uh, that look as opposed to all the other, nothing, nothing um, uh, about the other events, but you know, the grand slams uh, Wimbledon still holds uh, the highest honor and tradition, even though it's played, you know, once a year on grass, which yeah. nobody plays, it's, it's just the surface and it's the look, the tradition, you know, it just uh, oozes with, uh, you know, tradition. And yeah, you know, I, I agree with you a thousand percent on that Dolph. That, that's yeah. a great look that uh, some of the other bands that, that you also uh, manage at this time. You've got a number of other horses in the stables, as we would say, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I work with a young artist, um, lives in Nashville. She's from West Virginia named Sierra Farrell, Um, and really special talent. Um, if anybody's out there wants to check her out, search a video called in dreams. Uh, it's been viewed about 2 million times on YouTube. Um, Working with a uh, young lady out of Johnson City, Tennessee, named Amanda Kia, And she has a voice like, uh, I mean, it's like the voice of God. Wow. Um, such a strong singer. I work with David Childress, a songwriter. He's out of Mount Holly, North Carolina. work with the Ruin Brothers, a band from England that live in Brooklyn. Um, so we, um, yeah, we, we've got our... Hands on a lot of different things, and um, and in addition to you know managing the events for eighteen years. So um, yeah, I'm, I just love music, and I love tennis as well, though. And I, I um, you know, I really uh, try to try to expose people to the game of tennis as much as I can. And uh, I wish I could do more. I've even thought about getting into management of a pro tennis player. Um, but everybody really kind of warns me against the idea of trying to get into the to the pro game. Like I, I just want to manage a tennis player, like I manage a musician.
1: That's interesting. Um, That's an interesting concept. Yeah. I think yeah, that you really
2: have something. Because what I look at it, I, like with the Avids, we're not in the music business, really.
1: No. We're in the Avid Brothers business. That's correct. We're, yes, like, you are.
2: And and I really want to find a tennis player out there that might be maybe they've been looked over, maybe they've got um, um, maybe they haven't had a hundred and ten percent focus or whatever the reason. But um, yeah, I I just have always wanted to do that. And but it seems like everybody I talk to, gentlemen has told me you'd be throwing money away, you would be uh, wasting your time. And with that mentality, if everybody's got that mentality about this, then uh, we're in a bad space here in America like uh, why can't you do it? I mean I got into music and I didn't I didn't know one thing about it. Um, I didn't have any bad habits.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what about a sixty-year-old so, tennis player with a bad back? Can you can you can you promote me and manage me?
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, that's a, that's. I guess maybe it's a dream of mine, and it just had not happened. I've been looking into it for a couple years now.
1: I think um, that's a great idea. Actually, if, anybody
2: you know, has, yeah, if anybody's got any good advice on it, uh, please reach out to me. I, I hope our. I hope our. I hope our listeners
0: do, and offline, maybe I'll suggest a resurgent tour player who I sometimes hit with, uh, and uh, and maybe we can hook you guys up. But back to music for a quick moment. Amethyst yeah. and Sierra and the Ruin Brothers and David Childers, do they straddle some musical genres like the Avids do, or, or what kind of music uh, are, are they playing? Yeah, for sure. Um,
2: you know, Sierra is kind of a... Kind of like Dolly Parton meets Nirvana. Come on, it's, it's very—it's <laughs> wow. kind of alternative old country music.
0: I've heard um, it. I've heard it called the alternative. I like that the alternative. The yeah, alternative. I mean, so it's so she's, um, but I mean she's one
1: of the best vocalists in the world. You got to search her out. Right. Her name is Sierra Farrell. Okay. Sierra Farrell, um,
2: Okay. I mean, it, it will. And Amethyst, the same way. So Amethyst, um, very deep baritone voice for a female singer. I mean, it's got the, I'm telling you, it's like the voice voice of God God when she sings. And if you're in the room with her, the hair on the back of your neck will stand up. Just talking uh, or singing? Yes. She's that strong of a singer. I mean, she's one of the best singers on the planet. Gosh, Um, I can't wait.
0: Hey, what's her last name? Amethyst? Say it again. Well, what is her last name? Kia. K i a h. Gotcha. Okay. Amethyst Kia. Yeah.
1: Okay. We'll look her up. Definitely. That's that's a one.
2: She's got a song called. Got a song called "Black Myself" that was nominated for a Grammy for best roots uh, song, um, but it did not win the Grammy this past year. Hopefully next year. Now,
1: speaking of Grammys, you've been to the Grammys, I'm sure, every year for what? Yeah, the Aveds played. The Abins played um,
2: the Grammys in 2010 with Bob Dylan and Mumford and Sons. Oh wow! Uh, they were on the show with them.
1: Was that, was that, was that pretty cool? Being and, backstage with all that talent? Yeah, I mean it was really cool. It was cool seeing Dylan uh, during sound check,
2: um, like over to the side, mouthing the words of the Aved song.
0: Unbelievable. Um, that's yeah, that was
2: cool. a cool moment. Um, and then that year, I had I, I co-managed a band called the Carolina Chocolate Drops. And they won the Grammy for Best Folk Album. I can't remember um, that.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: So it, it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good lick there uh, in 2010. Um, but yeah, we've. Um, We've had artists. Uh, the brothers have been nominated numerous times for it. They have never won one, but uh, I don't think the Beatles won one either.
1: Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Who cares?
2: No. Right? Uh, we don't. Care. <laughs> we we you know it, it's a feather in the cap, and sure. if it happens, it happens. But if it doesn't feather happen, it's
1: okay. So what, um, what's what's your favorite music festival? I know you've been to. You know, Coachella, you know, uh, Austin City Limits. Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo, you know. Do you have a favorite? You know, it's, it's kind of like going to the Grand Slam. Well,
2: you know? I like a lot of them. One of my favorites is one called Hardly Strictly Bluegrass. And Austin. it's not necessarily just bluegrass music, um, but it's um, it's at Golden Gate Park. It's a free festival. They get about 350,000 people over a three-day period.
1: San Francisco. In San Fran there. Remember that one?
2: Beautiful um, beautiful park and
0: low humidity.
2: Yeah. I love Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo's in Manchester, Tennessee. Very humid, but it's a great festival. Then mm. probably my favorite is a festival in North Carolina called Merle Fest. Merle Fest. Um, and it's a, oh. it's a root, roots music festival that over a four-day period, they get about 80, 82,000 people. Same and Merle Haggard? there's no alcohol, no drinking. Um, it's all about the music, and it's just a refreshing thing. That um, that it's all about the music. There
1: is that. What what kind of the, do they play? All sorts of music, or is it mostly country, bluegrass,
2: that kind of?
3: No.
0: Texas, we have um, Austin City Limits uh, ACL Fest in October, and this month is usually South by Southwest, and that's all of a sudden not happening because of this uh, this virus.
2: Yeah, and it'll be anxious to see how much that affects not only touring, but how you know does that affect the U.S. Open, does that affect the French Open and Wimbledon?
0: And thought about that? That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're. They are talking about Tokyo, uh, the Olympics, having sure. some problems, but of course that is six or I guess six, five and a half, six months away. Sure. But more immediately, like you said, French Open, Italian Open, and Italy is is having a lot of people quarantined right now. In fact, one of our listeners, uh, Marco Mottadelli, I I hope he will eventually listen to this. He is currently quarantined in Monza, Italy, right because now because of the
1: the virus, coronavirus.
0: Over here. <laughs> yeah, he's he's feeling fine, but. But uh, really, uh, really kind of heartbreaking to see that. Um, yeah, uh, we can we can move into Craig. What's next for us? Do, do we want to do? I'd love we, to. Let's would, go would, third would, would do set. rapid fire
1: pop culture. We do, do some pop culture with us just for a couple of minutes. We know how much time do you have? How much more time? It's,
0: it, we, you just name. You, you, I got all the time. You oh, need. just so Dolph, well, you're the coolest and the best. Thank you. Well, thank you. Well,
1: all right. So th- these are s- kind of our pop culture questions that we find kind of interesting. I think uh, our listeners will, will learn a little bit more about you as well. What's the, who's the first band you saw in concert?
2: I saw Sha Na <laughs> Oh man, I would so
1: That
0: was
2: 1978 at the Charlotte Coliseum
0: interesting. We'd never- Bowser was probably at the top of his career in 78. No doubt about it. <laughs> he was uh,
2: rocking and rolling and Sam and Dave, uh, you Sam know, Dave. Bringing yes. that down a dusty road, uh, soul man. I, I love, love Sam, so, and uh, oh, Sam and Dave. Sam and
1: Dave's great. So so if you could yeah. hear if you could hear a band, all right, you know, if you could you know of all the bands that you know, you you know, you could see what band would it be, and what city venue would you like to see them in as well? So a three-part question. Yeah,
0: it's the three-parter, and you can go inter-era. It doesn't yes. have to be during our lifetime. Sure. You can go back and, you know, whatever, or go forward. Yeah. Maybe.
2: Well, I would love to see uh, Hank Williams at the Ryman. Oh. Uh, Hank Williams Sr. See- senior, senior. Yep. yes. I'm a big Hank Williams Sr. fan. I would have loved to seen him at the Ryman. I would have loved to seen Buddy Holly. Uh, at the Charlotte Coliseum, I'm a massive Texas. bloody Holly fan. And the
3: Crickets. Um, and the Crickets. And, uh, of course,
2: I would have loved to have seen uh, the Beatles probably at, like, the Royal Albert Hall uh, in London. Uh, that's just three of them for you there.
0: That's good stuff. Uh, we have yep. the, the Beatles at Royal Albert Hall in common. I believe that was my answer when, yes. when CV grilled me about the same thing. Yep, yep, sure was. Okay, cool.
1: All right. Yeah. All right. If you're in a band, okay. So I, I know you probably are a musician, maybe of some some type. Lead singer, lead guitarist, drum. I can't play one uh, note. Come on! I oh, really? One, no, there's no way. You had yeah, that much interest note. in music, really? I thought you would have. would have been. Yeah, but I
2: tell people. I tell people I'm the world's greatest musician. I just haven't uh, found the instrument <laughs> to get it out on me.
0: So. Hey but anyway. Dolph, if you did play, yes. would it be guitar, bass, uh keyboard drummer, lead, lead singer. singer, yeah.
1: where are you? Where are you in the band? We wanna
2: know where uh, Dolph ramps. I is. would be I would probably be um playing guitar like like Jimi Hendrix, I think.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, Jimmy he, was, he Yeah, I'm a big Jimmy. Big Jimmy fan. Do you own know any any of his guitars? Are, are you a music collector?
2: No, I'm not. I I uh I, I wish, I I really love guitars, I mean, just the, I think they're, that's an art form in the making of guitars, but I just find them beautiful, um, maybe it's because of the body, body's kind of, uh, um, has a hourglass kind of shape, if you know where I'm going I, with I, that. I think <laughs> I, I can feel I, um, it,
1: we can envision, yeah, yeah, but, uh, but I love guitars, yeah, yeah, well that interesting so which uh hendrix song do you like the best do you like the star spangled banner version or, or are you more of a you know woodstock jimmy what oh, do, do you like jimmy what's his what's your favorite jimmy, yeah, song? jimmy
2: i would maybe say there's a song on his second album called um Axis bold as a love um or it might even be called, the song might be called Bold as Love. It's a beautiful song about Jimmy's, uh, it just, you know, my favorite Jimmy probably depends on how i wake up that day. He's got so many, um, I mean, Jimmy, it, he, people felt to maybe think on this, but he, uh, I mean, he wrote the song, sang the song, played guitars. A lot of people say he played the bass on all his recordings, which he probably did. Crazy. Um, and, you know, he was doing all of this as an African-American leading the rock band, which was at that time an unknown kind of, I mean, no no one had really done it before. I mean, That's what true. a talent. I mean, he's still far ahead. I mean,
1: Yeah, he he was he was awesome. I I enjoyed Jimi Hendrix. I remember him back in the day. Uh, I know that he one of the most talented guitarists. Would you put him right there in the top pantheon of top five, maybe, top ten? No, I think he's the I think he's the greatest to ever live. Oh, numero uno. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Favorite movie. What's your favorite movie? What do you like to what do you what are you watching?
3: Uh, Over
2: and over and over and over. over. Royal Tenenbaums Tenenbaums, for um, sure uh, Rushmore but probably Life Aquatic is maybe my favorite uh, Interesting um,
0: movie how, how did you feel when um, when Luke Wilson in Tenenbaums was Richie and he had that meltdown on the grass court at Forest Hills
2: <laughs> Oh man I, You know, what a film that Tenenbaums I, I, I watched that and he, you know, they, I guess they dress him up like Borg.
0: Yeah, yeah. kind um, of Velas Borg Kilo yes, yes. look. Yes, it's just so great, so uh, good. And if
2: anybody out there has not seen that, you got to see
0: it. You got to see it, and um, and I actually have a T-shirt uh, that has his face with the headband, and I want a T-shirt that says, um, "At the end of the movie, he went and just developed juniors." At the three hundred seventy fifth Street YMCA, CA. like in way Upper yeah. Manhattan, and you know I grew up in New York. I don't think there is a three hundred seventy fifth Street. Probably not. <laughs> if it is, it's in Westchester or Putnam County. It's way up. Might be in Massachusetts. It's way. Up. But I just, I, yeah. just what a sense of humor on that guy Wes, and another Texas connection right. there. He's from here, right? That's here. right.
1: What about TV show? What's your favorite TV show? Andy, um, I knew he was going to say that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Andy fan. You know, you can learn a lot about life watching Andy Griffin. No uh, question. And whenever I'm down in the dumps, which isn't a lot, I watch Andy Griffin. And uh, I have made my kids watch certain episodes to learn a little life lesson. That's
0: so, great. Hey, is Mayberry close to where wrong. you are? Is, is Mayberry kind of close uh, to where you are? So
2: so, maybe you know Bainbridge is a fictitious town, but uh, Andy grew up in Mount Airy, North Carolina. Nice. Mount Airy is about an hour and fifteen minutes from uh, where I live, and uh-huh. it's a lot closer to John McClam. So, John McClam uh, lives in the little community of Welcome, North Carolina, and that's about forty-five minutes from Mount
1: Airy. Now, I always like Andy wasn't a bad musician either. I mean, he he got to play right. some guitar, no. and, and that's right.
2: Good, good, uh, good kind of baritone singer.
1: Yeah, no, I always liked it when they had the, the what Who was the? Oh, the. Uh, oh, the, Right. Yes. Nice. And they played the uh, the jug. You know, you got to play the jug. Yeah. That's, it, a, it, that's a band called the Dillard,
2: Dillard, Dillards. They're out of uh, Arkansas.
1: Uh-huh. Yes, that was um, funny stuff. They were great. And then it was the the actor. Oh, that actor. He was in Dukes of Hazard. He was. Uh, yeah. Uh he played the judge, remember because he had the uh, the old moonshine. Yeah, Mr. Jugs. Darlin. Mr. Uh, Darlin, that's it? right. Um, oh. his name escapes me. Yes, I'll think uh, of it here in a minute. Uh, uh, I love those guys. Boy, yeah, they were they were great. Bluegrass. I love I really like bluegrass, and they were they were just awesome all the time. And then also uh the uh sheriff uh Roscoe P. Coltrane. Oh yeah. yeah he was a really good guitar player as well, was he not, Because I watch I've watched the old Andy Griffiths a lot too. Maybe you know, maybe.
2: Play. He, oh, he did. Uh, oh, they, no. they made he played a he played a character once in Andy that uh he was kind of a hot shot guitar player from Berry that had gone and hit the big time and uh, uh but he really did. He really, uh, did he play. really I did. thought he
1: played. he he, he, did. he played a pretty good part. I mean it looked it looked real. Let's put it that yeah. way. Fooled yeah, us. Correct. Fooled me. Got yeah. me. All right. Uh what do you enjoy? Cooking, eating, drinking? All of them? You, or is there something you like to do?
2: Well, you know, I have never tasted alcohol in my life, so I'm not a drinker. Interesting. Uh, that shocks people that I'm in the music business and mm-hmm. I don't drink. Um, but you know, I'm uh, you know North Carolina's got a lot of great uh, barbecue here. Yes. Which, uh, is port, you know, pulled pork barbecue, and there's different different styles. Eastern North Carolina is more of a vinegar based. Yep. Western North Carolina is more of a tomato, tomato right. vinegar based and um, but um, yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm not much of a cooker, but uh, I am a good eater. <laughs> All right, <laughs> your
1: favorite barbecue spot there in, in Carolina that you want to want to throw out? A yeah, plug yeah, there's
2: a place. There's a place in uh, Lexington, North Carolina called Honey Monks. Uh The locals call it Honey Monks. Uh It's on Business 85. Okay. Um, it's it's.
3: World class. Uh,
1: what tell,
0: a, what a great name, Honey Monks. And, right, you can't make that up. I'm a, I'm t- my daughter
1: lives in Charlotte. I'm going to tell her to go over there because she's a barbecue fan. We're more of the beef uh, barbecue in over Texas, in Texas. Yeah, yeah. And but but she she has the love of barbecue like her dad. And I'm going to tell her about this place in Lexington,
0: Honey on Monks my, on Business 85. 85.
1: Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Now speaking of food. All right, now th- this is always a- an interesting question. We've, I've, we've asked this question quite a lot. We've got a lot of different answers. All right, four people, the, the four people you would ask for dinner at your dinner party. Who would who those four, maybe five? It could be anybody, past, present, future, anybody that you want to, who comes to Dolph's table and sits down with him for a night of conversation and, and uh, barbecue, maybe.
0: So it's dinner for six, you it's and your five. wife, and four guests. Who else?
2: Kenny Stabler.
1: Kenny Stabler. The snake. The snake. Wow. Oakland Raiders. The
2: snake. Yeah. Let's go with uh, David Pearson, which I'm not even sure if y'all know David who that Pearson. is, but he was the race car driver yeah. that uh, he won 105 races. He's behind. He's underneath Richard Petty. Petty won yes. 200. Yeah. Uh, growing up, I was a massive uh, David Pearson fan. Um, and I, we're, we're Located here in NASCAR country, so I'm a NASCAR fan. Um, So it'd be uh, Stabler, David Pearson. um, I probably would love Andy Griffith as well. I never met Andy. Um, And then lastly,
1: you can be more. You can have more. Who? You Uh, on board? I probably would go with Borg. You Borg.
0: That would be that would be quite the conversation. Yeah. He threw us. Uh, he <laughs> yeah, threw us football sure. and tennis and cars and uh, a Little Mayberry and, and Mayberry television and Little Mayberry. That's right. right. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, what, what would you all eat? Would you
1: just out of curiosity? What What would you serve uh, your guests? Oh,
2: uh, that's a good one. Uh, maybe. Uh, You know, maybe, uh, I really don't know. That's a (laughs) tough one. I I I wonder
0: if your wife, I wonder if your wife is preparing it or you're just going to go get uh, a big to-go platter from Honey Monk's. Probably Honey Monk's
1: barbecue. There you go. All right. Uh, East Coast, West Coast. Are you an East Coast guy or West Coast guy? Uh, well,
2: I do love the West Coast. Um except for the L.A. traffic. But when you're out of
1: L.A., it's, it's tough to beat. But I must say, i got to keep it on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Are you a mountains or a beach guy? I'm mountains. mountains. Again, if you've been
2: out in the sun teaching tennis, uh, I really have no desire to get out in the sun on the beach very much. Um uh, it's it's kind of odd that I still think about that
0: yeah I know 20, uh, 20 years down the road uh, separated from the tennis yeah. business you're still more of a mountain than a beach guy are you more like the
1: Appalachian Mountains yeah. or more like the Colorado Mountains or? yeah, smoking, yeah
2: in, in the mountains in western North Carolina but you know when I think about being you know I love the beach but if I am there um, kind of my mindset when it's hot is I'm on a hard court mm. and I'm teaching tennis on a hard court for eight straight hours. And that's, uh, you know, in the South, it's not an easy thing.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. It's a little <laughs> humid out there. Yeah. A little humidity out there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Favorite season. What's your favorite season? Do you like summer, fall, winter, spring? What, what do you like?
2: Uh, I would say spring. We've got, uh, you know, I'm a big uh, – I, I love watching – the end of college basketball because i'm a duke
1: fan okay i was going to ask you that right, right. Um, this large is madness okay yeah. this is your time of year right yeah. and then then i'm a big augusta national watching the
2: masters uh um you know that's a good time of year and you know i got to play augusta national in november
1: yeah, interesting um, who were who you playing with just out of curiosity can yeah. you mention that
2: uh, I played with one of the, uh, the base player for the Avid brothers, um, Bob Crawford's his name. Bob is a, is a, uh, golf enthusiast and, uh, I had the ball rolling. i tell you what, I was one over after seven holes. Not bad, so, wow. not bad. Um, and, uh, it, it. Finally called up with me, but I shot an 81. I, I had two birdies: a birdie number two and a birdie number uh, 12. There within a men's quarter. That's what I was going to say. Did you, you legend?
1: Know. Interesting. Did you do the tiger putt? You know that went about 30 feet and you know, had a 90 degree angle. Did you get one of those?
2: I had quite a few of those. Oh yes. But, um, <laughs> But a beautiful oh, yeah. place, yes. and uh, I, I was honored to play there. Oh yeah, yeah. That, awesome.
1: that 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 that's a once in a lifetime. Have you been to the Masters before? Have you you know besides playing there? Have you ever been just, to a tournament?
2: I had just gone to a practice round, gotcha. so. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I had the moment. I had some momentum going. I mean, it. Uh, I was. Uh, I was sort of shocked. I was on cloud nine there for
0: I bet. about
2: an hour and an hour. Time, and then it kind of went south on me. But, uh, you know, you get caught up and realize it oh, was such and such hit this shot here, and here's where this putt was made. and uh, Yeah, it's kind of an out of body experience when you play there.
1: Did you play the tips?
2: We did not play the tips. So, did we, you, you know, it's, it was sixty five, sixty six hundred 6,600 yards.
1: Long enough, yeah. So, Tough enough. Did they have long to... enough? In
2: the, I mean, it was in the it was in the fall, and uh, they had had some rain, which that maybe helped me out on the greens, but it probably did not help me out on the fairways. I, we weren't getting much roll, mm-hmm. so I think it maybe played a little bit longer than it was. But
0: um, eighty-one, that's still respectable. Yeah.
2: impressive. Yeah.
0: Hey, switching gears from golf back to either tennis or possibly rock and roll. What kind of racket do you use now?
2: I bought... uh, I had been playing with some pro-Kinnex rackets. Uh It seems like 20 years ago, or more than 20, when I got out of it, um, I was using some pro-Kinnex rackets that had... They had this. Um,
0: yeah, they had that sand, grip. right? That grit sand on the yeah. inside that would shake. Was that the yeah. kinetic ten G or five G? Kinetic.
2: Yes, and I did not need it really for my elbow. I just mm-hmm. liked how the rackets hit. Yeah. Um,
0: and
2: but now I bought some Don A
0: rackets. Oh, I love Don A. Um, yeah. With um, the the Zine core, but, is it? Uh, the... Growing up, I, growing up, I played with Prince. Yeah.
3: I uh, played with. I played with the Rosinalls
1: F two hundreds. We love the Rosinall. Uh, yeah, they,
0: they had the famous shirt. You had the, the best, famous shirt, best T shirt in tennis ever. Craig, you want to
1: debut that one? Well, I'll let let Dolph have it since he, you know it's sitting right there on the tee. You know, Dolph knows what we're talking about, don't you? Well, what, what is it again? The the, the famous T shirt from Rosinall. Give me Rosanal or give me Head. You know, that's <laughs> uh, that was the famous
0: T shirt back in the eighties. <laughs> the, the best. The best. You are. I
2: wish Rosinols, and they're out of tennis now, aren't they? they, Yeah, just skiing.
0: Yeah, just skiing and ski wear. But you're such a Mott's fan. You had the F200, and to this day, a Borg fan using a A. Love it. I thought for sure. I thought for sure, being a fan of late seventies punk, you'd go with the Clash tour. It's this great new racket that a few of our friends use. What a great name, huh? The Clash tour. Does
2: it make sense, right?
0: Wilson,
2: Wilson, believe it or not, yeah. Yeah, I've always, uh, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I've never worn Nike. You know, Wilson. Now it seems like in tennis, they are kind of the Nike of. Uh, not that it's bad. I mean, I guess it's great. I just, uh, I just want to support
0: smaller the
2: folks that. But, that the smaller companies probably need it. So, um, but I wish Rosinal was, I mean, I, I hate they're not in the game.
3: You know,
2: no. I, I will say rackets, since I've gotten out of tennis, strings have changed more than the rackets. Oh my I goodness, feel. sure.
0: They really have. String,
2: te- string technology has really uh, changed for the better. I mean, it seems like strings last so much longer now.
1: Did Victor Stay Tight back when, he, when we were playing
0: or Blue Star. I always joked about Stay Tight, it it was the exact opposite of staying tight. <laughs> it did not, like it, it was would an oxymoron, loo- it, would, it was terrible. <laughs> it was the opposite of, of what it should be. It loosened up in a half hour, then it broke. And then and Blue Star, which, yeah.
1: which could never hold its tension at all. It's, I'm just I'm get no, a
2: lot of top spin, so I would, um, I mean, I would break. If I played on clay course, I'd break strings 25, 30 minutes. Of, oh, wow. Hitting, you
0: know, with a racket. Heavy spin, so, big hitter. What string did you play with? You
1: say, say it again. Yeah, what string. Yeah, what string did you play with back oh, in the day?
2: Well, I would um, – now, when I was 15, 16, I was playing with Leona 66. There
1: you go. Oh, yeah, we it knew was,
2: that one. It was like a <laughs> thicker gauge. I think Courier really loved that string. I think
1: just, yeah, everybody had to use that. It's about yeah. the only yeah, I was gonna figure you might yeah. say that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, then then I would go to a sixteen gauge when I had enough money to do it, but it would break in very, very quick. A little thinner, yeah. yeah. Hey, let's
0: uh let's get back into tennis. Uh what was your most embarrassing moment as a tennis player? Oh uh
2: I'm
1: trying to think of See, yeah there we go. Be. good, we got you thinking that's that's what we're we're tough
2: um, you know, I mean, I got beat bad a couple times, but I never
1: was embarrassed by getting beat bad if I got beat, I got beat um but I'm trying to think here did you ever fall um, down on the court and pop back up you know one of those kind of things, or
2: you know? oh yeah i mean I, I did that numerous uh numerous times, but I can't really think of anything that uh Stands it out. really is down. and You know, I heard, I heard y'all talking with Creek on a couple of his interviews, or, yes. you know, when y'all had him on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand that they're changing
1: junior tennis to where, uh, is it some kind of four-game thing? Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that are changing yeah. at the moment in U.S. tennis. They're going to change uh, – Everybody's going to be under one system, level one through level seven. Yep. There's some fast four. You play four game sets as opposed to six game sets. You play rock paper scissors <laughs> for the third set. Yeah, there's it's uh, the, yeah no it, it's uh, uh, quite a uh, ch- challenging time. Let's put it that way. Right yeah, now. there
0: there are a lot of changes. Yeah, I
2: remember. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but um, I remember playing tournaments where. I one time in Lexington, North Carolina, because that was a pretty decent tennis town for North Carolina. I played three. One time, one day, I played three matches that went all three sets. Hot,
0: humid, nine and sets. nine sets of tennis.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's very difficult. Then when I played the Southern Championships and the Boys Eighteens in Nashville, because that was in Nashville when they where they had it. My mother and I went. She maybe went shopping or something. I'm playing, and I split sets, and I run. I was very hot. I run out of water, and they would not let me leave the court to fill up my jug with water.
1: Really? Well, that's um, interesting.
2: That's... And in the family that I'm, the people, I'm, the guy I'm playing against, his family would not do it for me as well. <laughs> um, and I remember getting upset about that, but anyway, the whole, I mean, I guess it's just a totally different, uh, mindset of this, um, not to change the subject and all, but I heard, I couldn't get my head wrapped around this, uh, four game thing or whatever it is. It just you know, silly. sounds a little bit odd to me.
1: Well, they're trying to change tennis, trying to make it faster, more, um, more of a i guess uh interesting to people who have you know uh add you know our add society that they want everything like right now quick you know in and out uh it's it's a play on that i think that the the traditionalists like all of us in this conversation Mm. think it's just kind of a ploy to uh you know if if it ain't broke it it, let's not fix it i mean we all kind of like what it is. And we understand there's some changes that need to be done, but that's what, what basically
0: the game of tennis is trying to do at this point. I think, Mm. do you think Adrian same thing? They're trying to keep pace with the dwindling attention span of the average American. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what it is. Even like college tennis now college tennis is like that. I mean, I'm even seeing that in music. Um, not the Avid brothers, not artists with real substance like you're producing, but some of the more manufactured, uh, if you will, boy band style artists. It's like they have to have this hook in the first 10 seconds. Otherwise they're not going to get the That's download. Right. Yeah. There's no patience in, uh, in music. I, I mean, you're talking about music, but you're kind of talking about tennis too. Like the, the build up is, uh, or the, the long match and the fitness it's, it's being legislated out of the, uh, the equation sure. in music and in tennis. I'm all for quick points. Craig is a massive servant volleyer. I love clay and indoors, so I'm kind of in the middle. And I love short points, I love long points, but it it, it pains me to see the lack of patience and the whole. Uh, well, people want shorter formats, so let's go with four games. Really, I might as well play rock paper scissors at the end. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious.
1: what What's your uh, What's your favorite tournament? Yeah, what's your favorite tournament, Dolph? What do you like? What do you like
0: to in, in golf? We know it's Augusta, but in tennis, tennis what
2: do you like? I would say the French Open's my favorite with, um, us open. Um, I, I will say the change of grass that Wimbledon over the last, I don't know, 15 years or so since Sampras got out of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not, it, it doesn't seem like they really talk about it, but somehow they have done something with the courts there. Um, where, you know, I mean, it's it's now watchable. When, when Sampras was winning, it was such a serve-dominated kind of thing. Now, um, you know, someone... It's just... I, I've enjoyed it more. Though there was about a 10-year period where I did not... I don't know. Maybe it started with the Becker um, years.
0: Yeah, um, Boris...
2: I didn't really enjoy watching it very much. Now I do... But it's still probably, it's probably my third uh, favorite U.S. Open, second, French, number one, Australian, last.
0: Yeah, it's you funny. Know. A lot of the experts call the grass at Wimbledon, uh, you know, it's all rye now rather than a mix, and they call it green clay. I think Robyn likes to slow. play Wimbledon, doesn't he? What? I enjoy it very much. No, yeah, I enjoy uh, the work hot. It makes the you longer. wonder if, if Sampras would,
2: uh, if the, he would have dominated as much. He probably would have, but uh, it does make you stop and think. And and would Rafa ever have won it with uh,
0: with the slicker the conditions? Court. Yeah, and then it tell, then it shows you how great Borg was because he was winning. I mean, won five in a row on those fast courts with uh, with a baseline game, and he he would serve and volley that two weeks. And hit drop volleys, and they just skidded off the court, and, and it even, worked.
1: Even Andy Murray won one, didn't he?
0: Um, That's I mean, right. Uh, uh, yeah, it's great. I've I've actually won two you now, and and gold gold medal in singles at Wimbledon. So grass has been uh, I, I wouldn't have been this good with the, with the. With the slower grass, You, no sm- you smell like
1: you're smoking it. You know, are you smoking grass also? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Eating it, smoking it, everything, yeah.
1: So do you like to watch tennis on TV, Dolph? Are you a fan? You, or would oh, you rather, for sure. Would you rather yeah. watch it on?
2: And I have re- I've recently given up direct TV over the last four months, and I now regret it because
1: would get all the bonus coverage on the direct tv channels yes it's just um, at the slams
3: yeah yeah during the slams so you you know and if, if, if
2: some people might not realize this but you get like six six channels
0: right they call it the of, mix and, of, and you can preview and choose yeah
2: yeah i'm, I'm gonna miss that because i've gone to youtube tv now yeah smart
1: so, uh, if you could win a Grand Slam, let's say that you were back in your playing days, if you could win a Slam, which one would it be? French? It would
2: be French, old, but I just love play court tennis. or would be French. Like, you, you
0: and Rafa both, right? Uh,
2: do, you
1: th- do you think he could host yeah. the trophy too?
0: Well, Dolph is much, much better than me. No? He's, uh, I, I, I just try to work hard and get the ball back and suffer. And uh, Dolph, um, too much patience, no? Uh, do you think Dolph would, would have beat yeah. you back in the day? Like, say, Dolph was playing you know, his best tennis and your best tennis, Rafa? Well, Dolph was in college and I was in diapers, so uh, I would I would give Dolph the edge, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. All
1: right, who, who would you pay to watch uh, play tennis? You know, it could be former players, current players. Who, who do you like to watch? Who would you really like to watch?
2: Uh, I would love to watch. Um, I would love to see Federer play in purse. I still have not seen him play in person.
1: He's pretty special. Yeah, the king. I call him the king. The I, uh, king. The king. He's just the king. He, he's he's uh, yeah. very uh, he's fun to watch. Uh, who would you like to have played in your career? Let's say that you could play anybody. Would you like to play Borg at at uh, the French Open? Would you like to yeah, play? Yeah. Pick,
0: pick a pick a a star tennis player and a venue. Uh,
2: you know. Um. Yeah, that would be tough. You know, Borg or Vlader both of those guys you know i was just watching a match from 79 when borg wins the french open in 79 um after the match he beats victor uh Pecci. yep yes um and after the match there's this mob scene on the court and these little kids are borg's being interviewed these little kids behind him are like touching his shoulder Mm. and like one of them just touches his shoulder and then motions to his buddy. You can touch him. Uh, it's the most, it's the coolest thing. It's bizarre. What a moment that just goes. Yeah. It just goes to show how big board was. I mean, he was the biggest, he was the greatest. Um. he was the, the, it has, no one has eclipsed that yet. Even so, even Roger.
3: Yeah.
1: I even think Roger. one of the first teen idols no. in, at that time also, TV, it was in its infancy basically with yeah. sports. And for somebody to be like Borg, yeah, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah, Borg, Borg had yeah. Uh, whatever it is, and it's End hard wrong. to, he did have it. Avidal. who's your favorite tennis player? Speaking of that, would it be Borg or who, who's your favorite tennis player? Uh,
2: I was a big V Lander fan. Oh, you know, nice. uh, I just love V Lander. I mean, his backhand, uh, work of art. Uh, you know, I was telling y'all how much I love play courts, how much I love uh, opening a can of tennis balls. One thing that I really love, because I hit a two hander. But I love watching people hit one-handed. I mean, you know, like the the Jose Luis clerks of the world hit yeah. a one-handed backhand. It's t- to me beautiful game. It's the most beautiful, most beautiful sports motion. Uh, it's not the golf swing. It's not a baseball swing. It's not the uh, three-point jump shot. It's not a pass, football pass. It's uh, it's not a ice skating twirl or whatever. Uh, it's someone hitting a one-handed backhand, like Stan.
0: Oh, I need you say Stan. Backhand.
2: It's such a work of art. I can just watch it. If I see someone that's a really world-class player, if I'm next to them on a court, I can just get mesmerized by watching them hit a one-handed backhand. I love it. It's I know it. that's odd. No, oh, It's right. a strange thing, but uh, it's just such a beautiful motion in Hitting a two-hander all my life—it's such a foreign. It's like I still don't get it. I still don't <laughs> kind of comprehend
1: it. <laughs> Who's your favorite player now these days? Who, who, you know, men and women. I'm a Federer. I'm
2: a Federer fan.
1: Okay. Anybody um, on the women's I
2: dislike, side? I, I don't dislike the other. Uh, I don't dislike Djokovic or, uh, or Nadal. And I, mean, I kind of wish Nadal would. Uh, over the last few majors, his. OCD or whatever he's got going on has started to uh, kind of overtake some things. I think it, it gets to where it's uh, it started to get into some gamemanship. maybe. And I don't know if he can control it. But, um, you know, I was telling you about direct TV. Well, when I would watch uh, the other, t- I never, I, since I'm not a McEnroe fan. I watched the European coverage of when I had direct TV of them covering the dolls matches and a lot of times right out of the gate, the, the person calling and they usually don't have one person. They don't have a, uh, a duo
3: in the booth. Yeah, <laughs>
2: they, they would say the doll. I mean, I'm talking like the first game the doll serves the doll should be, um, you know, docked a point, and if he keeps doing this, they need to take a game away. And about him, him stalling and not playing within the clock. So um,
1: they let him go past the twenty-five seconds. Kind
2: of, yeah, it's kind of funny how the Europeans don't put, they don't, they don't give him any slack. And then when you watch the American coverage, only till later in the match do they start picking up on it and start kind of talking about it. I don't know if
0: y'all watched the U.S. Open final with him and... and, uh, Medvedev. um, Medvedev.
2: But I watched Medvedev play a lot that summer. And he's the fifth seed at the tournament. And John McEnroe, he's like... No respect. What kind of... he, He wouldn't give him Medvedev. Like, Medvedev is almost superhuman on the court when it comes to his his mobility.
0: His range, and reach, Mack, yeah.
2: Yeah, McEnroe was like, had he not seen Medvedev play the whole summer? I mean, he had one of the best summers in tennis. Oh, he got to th- like,
0: three finals uh, and just kept winning and winning and winning. He was dogging him, that's for sure. You can yeah. tell that he, he was not
1: uh, impressed with Daniel Medvedev, that's yeah. for sure.
2: Yeah, but then when he almost starts to win the match, it's all—it's like he gets it. Uh, kind of strange. I'm a more of a Patrick McEnroe. Yeah, I miss Cliff. I, I know Cliff is still in the booth, um, but I miss Cliff and the fiery one. Cliffy and um,
0: Fred, what a team style. that was. We and all grew up with, with that duo. Yeah, that was all amazing.
1: Time. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of superstitions and rituals and ticks, like yeah. adult, did you have any superstitions? Did you have any stitions and rituals? Did you, uh, you know, touch? No. no, like a headband. You'd have a favorite yeah. headband or favorite racket that you went to all the time. No,
2: I never did have any kind of quirky things like
1: that. Nothing. Okay, you didn't have to. You didn't tie your shoes a certain way, or not step on the lines, or you know, step on your crack. No. Do you
2: remember what Borgs was at Wimbledon?
0: Ooh, Borgs at Wimbledon. Wow. Yeah. I do not. It must we be do. the beard. Is it the shaving?
1: Yeah, he would not shave. Oh, that's that, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so he did grow. Has some growth. That's a
0: good one. Yeah, just like
1: the hockey guys.
0: Yeah, hockey hair, yeah. hockey beard. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one, Dolph. Nice. Yeah,
1: very, very good. Hey, do you have kids by chance? You know, we've never talked to you about your family. Do, do you have kids? Do they play tennis? Just out of curiosity, as well. Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, I've got a. Uh,
2: uh, well, a seventeen-year-old and twenty-year-old. Wow. Um, two boys, both boys, and uh, they do play. We do play. I mean, they did not play competitive tennis mm-hmm. tournaments or for for a high school or anything. Um, but uh, both can play and at a pretty good level. Um, my oldest son has a very, a very quirky backhand. Kind of an Elliot Telcher kind of backhand, and oh, I'm letting uh,
0: yeah. yeah, I remember Elliot's <laughs> I going way up.
2: Yeah, I haven't wanted to change that backhand because it's so unique and odd. And I've—it's uh it's kind of funny how I'm—I guess I'm built in a different kind of way. But I just love seeing him hit this unique style backhand. And,
0: and it's a one-hander, um, is it like Elliot? Yeah,
2: it's, it's, it's different. I remember, I, you know, what's funny about the Elliott Teltier backhand, I one time interviewed for a job, and there was a, a guy that played number one at Georgia. It came down between us two to get this job. And um, I mentioned that when I was talking to the tennis director that this member playing... But that his backhand reminds me of Elliot Telcher. <laughs> and a couple, after I'd gotten the job, about a month later, he goes, you know, uh, I remember you saying that about Elliot Telcher's backhand, and I figured you must really love tennis. <laughs> he knows his stuff. No, yeah, so that's kind of funny. But, uh, now, it's not like... Francois Girard. Do you ever remember the friend Now she was before
0: my time. Well, yeah, the, she had the fi- she had the finger up, and she had a forehand grip on a one handed backhand. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Bizarre. Yes, that that was yep. very unique. Yeah. yeah. I bet your sons is not quite that bizarre, but. It's... <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: What sport would you have played if it wasn't for tennis? If you didn't find the great game, what would you have played?
2: I uh, played a lot of basketball. I mean, North Carolina's a big basketball state. Definitely. So um, played a lot of basketball. I, I was not a bad basketball player.
0: Well, oh, you yep.
1: shoot uh, point guard number two. Were you uh... Uh, uh,
2: more of uh, a short shooting guard?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you had the good uh, three point range.
0: Uh, deep. Deep. Yep. NBA, I like to call it NBA Rams. Love it, <laughs> serious three point. So, so, who's your pick for? Well, in my
2: neighborhood, they would. I was nicknamed World B Rams.
0: Or, <laughs> I don't know if you remember World, <laughs> World B, 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 B Free. Free. Yes, great <laughs> reference. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's, yeah. Does John
1: Mc like Does Johnny know that Johnny McLam know that you are World B Rams I don't
2: Tour? Think he did it know that. I think John was a pretty good basketball player, but we never played
0: against one another. Oh, it's too bad. He is chiming in uh, on our live feed with, what? I didn't make the cut for dinner? (laughs) Yes, he's very
1: disappointed. He said that, uh, yeah, he was very mad that he didn't get the dinner invite. He
0: he wants to be dinner for six with your wife and you. (laughs) Well, if he
2: wants to pay for it, I might include. Him.
0: I, I think you make him run by the honey monk. That's right, and uh, and bring it over. All right, last question, Dolph. Uh-oh. Last question. This is the big one. This
1: Home is, stretch, buddy. We're we're playing the drums right here. The snare drum is is rolling right now. All right, if you could wave your magic tennis wand, you are the commissioner of the great game. The whole thing. The whole thing. You, you've got the you've got the uh, uh, everybody's looking at you. You're the you're the judge jury. You got everything. What would you change, if anything, about the great game? Is there anything that you would want to add, take away? You're the commissioner. What do you do?
2: Uh, well, I maybe would, uh, I maybe would make it one serve, um, where you get one serve and not two serves, because I think um, serving maybe has become too dominant. In my opinion. So a little odd, but uh no. that's what I would,
1: that, that's what you, I would
2: it, do. I know they played they did play a couple tournaments, I think, back in the fifties where they I did think uh, Tony who was who was the one that dominated
0: Pancho Gonzalez, it was the, this one serve thing was a conspiracy to thwart Poncho Gonzalez. They did two things. One was one serve for both guys, and the other was to move the baseline. Not the entire baseline, but the line where you serve from, three feet back. (laughs) Would you believe Pancho Gonzalez still kicked everybody's ass? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So if we did it now, uh, it's, you know, who has a great second serve? And, you know, I, I would contend Pete Sampras still would have done fine. But now it would be, you know, I think it would be a little different. You'd have fewer of the John Isner, Nick Kyrgios, the massive servers, Although well, although Nick does have a massive second serve, too. Yep, he does. Yeah. He certainly does. He's yeah. a pretty
1: good player right there. Yeah. And then the uh, Riley Opelkas, the uh, Goran
0: Ivanisovic. Yeah, the, the serve bots, as the right. kids call them. Right. Dr. Yeah. Evo. Yeah, and and I think this would give, give a nice advantage to the the guys who are already great returners, who happen to be one and two in the world, sure. Rafa and, uh, and Nova. And Joker. Right. Yeah. 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 But, uh, well, Dolph, that's you know we we've taken two hours of your time. You're amazing. You're so um, your knowledge is so deep, and you you you've got a way with words. Thank you, Dolph. It's right. been a blast. You no, know,
1: we've we've had a lot of fun, yeah. and uh, you know uh, we think probably at eleven o'clock your time we better call it call it a night. Let you go to bed. Let buddy. you go to bed. You probably have to get up. Do you have? Uh, are you an early workout guy? Do you work out in the morning or what, what's Monday taking? Uh, what's what? What do you got going?
2: Uh. I will probably be working at about 6, at six o'clock in the morning. Excellent.
1: So, a uh, busy day tomorrow. Well, it's a good time so. to sign off for you
0: then. We don't want it. We really appreciate it. What a blast. Thank you, and have a great night. Everybody at home, uh, here's CB1 with the dismount. Thanks for
1: listening to Season 1, Episode 32 of At The Net Podcast. Be sure to tell a friend or friends as we like your peeps. And hopefully they'll like us. And that's the tennis news as it seems, seems to us. us.
0: Good evening from Dallas, Texas, everybody. And North Carolina, too. Dolph, have a great night. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Take care, pal.